0: hello everyone. thanks for joining me for another episode of Femme on creatives. today Sarah Blair is joining me and I'm very excited about this conversation because the hope is is it's going to grow that we're going to continue to have more conversations with Sarah. So this is our first conversation and kind of like a pilot I'm using scare quotes episode ish So Sarah, how do we know each other? How did this come about?
1: Um wild how do we know each other <laughs> from the wild world of the internet mm-hmm. um so we are both fans of amanda montell and um we connected through that right yes am i remembering this correctly? yes yeah. we met we, we met
0: heard. met again scare quotes in a webinar <laughs> that yes, amanda yes, yes. was doing about like her publishing process or something and yeah, yeah yeah she encouraged us all to share our contact info in the chat of the conversation. And so many of us did. And I've really only connected past that moment with you, I think, in one other woman from that workshop.
1: Yeah, I think I'm the same. I think I have a few people kind of still, mm-hmm. I probably follow, but I don't know if I necessarily talked to them. Right. I'm trying to think, I don't want to offend anyone if they do this, but <laughs> I don't think I do. <laughs> probably a thought of that. <laughs> um, That's but a- yeah, so we connected through that. We clearly have a lot in common and uh, a lot of similar thoughts on things. And mm-hmm. so we you asked me to be on your um, Where I'm From and I wrote my Where I'm From poem, which was probably like the 10th time I've done that poem. Um, I love having my students do it and I always do it with them. Um, and we got to talking. And as with a lot of my conversations, I started talking about language and words and um, And yeah, and we just wanted to keep
0: talking, and it was an Instagram live, and we kind of just kept talking, and then I think you posted something about that it sort of like catalyzed something in you, and you would like to do something about this, but you know it's it's big to think about doing something, and I love the idea, and I remember saying like, oh, I love this idea, I can't wait, and then we both I think went off into our (laughs) separate lives, and. (laughs) And I thought about it more. I thought about the idea more because I thought it was not just for me. I think there are other people who'd be interested in in like this meditation on language and this conversation about language because I think a lot of people I know read and write and words hold different weight for us, right? Like some words I know just go in one ear and out the other with for people. And then other words, like it was so funny just not that long ago a person in my life, put up their hand and said, chill. And I literally wanted to kill them.
1: (laughs) I was just thinking about, oh, I would not be okay with
0: that. (laughs) Chill. And I was just like, oh, you don't understand like how much weight that word and that expression have for me as a person who very much came of age in the eighties and every person I knew was telling me to chill and I, that's the last thing I wanted to do so but maybe there are people who see that thing and chill and think oh yeah I should chill maybe I don't know but they're not women
1: so <laughs> I was just gonna say I don't know women who would be okay with that that's like relax yeah like yeah yeah, yeah that's exactly. what I'm gonna do now that you said right. that <laughs>
0: Cause that's how it works. If you say it yeah. and then, yeah. yeah
1: manifestation. Um,
0: but it just made me think about, and then having to explain it, like, Hey, you know, that's actually a word that feels very reductive. And mm-hmm. like, you're like, you just are inconvenienced by however I'm expressing myself, which feels yucky to me. So please don't do that. Um, and I was able to say all of those things and not yeah. murder anyone. So <laughs> that's impressive. I was I was proud of myself that I was able to use my words to explain how this word bothered me um and so anyway so I went back to my femmon collective friends Tanya Rhea Jess and Ada and said I know this woman Sarah I think she's really fascinating here's what she wants to talk about what do you think and they were like oh I think it sounds fascinating too this was sort of the hope of it being a collective was that it's a collective and people come and contribute and so Sarah was interested, we were interested, so here we are. And I'm excited about this conversation. Me so. Too. We thought we would talk yeah. about some words. We don't know if this is the format of Sarah's future episodes. <laughs> we just we just figured we'd start with Yeah,
1: I mean some words, right? Yeah, why not? I'm I was just thinking about how excited I was when you had emailed me because I've never done podcasting before, so <laughs> For me, I was like, what does it mean to be a podcast host? <laughs> I'm like, so I started thinking about that. I was like, the word host, like, what does yeah. that mean? So now I have to, what do I have to create? What do I have to, what do, what persona do I have to have now? Because I'm so not used to this, this. Like I'm used to being a teacher and I've done teaching like this, um, but I've never had to, yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole new word to identify with for me. So it is interesting. I, I agree. Yeah. As
0: a word, there's a certain amount of power associated with it, and it's like, why? Yeah. I'm sure you're a host. By the way, Sarah, I have to take a picture before we sign off. Sarah has the coolest microphone I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> I have to get <laughs> one. Cool. Come on. I just like literally was like, what? What's the microphone? Because I I knew I needed something, so I was looking at stuff like your your headphones or yeah. the microphone. Mm-hmm. I was like, that could work. And then I saw this and I was
0: like, ooh, it lights Yeah, so Um, I think you seem like a host because you have that very cool microphone um, that matches your um, whole vibe. Like
1: your whole rainbow.
0: Because Sarah is very rainbow. And does that have anything to do with your diagnosis? Or is that just completely separate? Because for me, I have put Um, them together in my mind. So definitely
1: rainbow hair was my way of dealing with my hair loss so as soon as i died like as soon as my hair came in um so i lost my hair in my stem cell transplant so when it started to grow back as soon as i had enough hair to dye i dyed it because i hated it i hated it so much and um i've gone through phases of liking and hating it but i dyed it i bleached it and dyed it pink and then it was purple and i it like evolved to this rainbow mess of curls now. And <laughs> I, I love it. I love it now. And I, I still struggle some days looking at it because of all the, the weight it holds. Um, mm-hmm. because my hair was really straight and now it's okay. very, very curly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard not to, to associate it, but, uh, my whole rainbow persona kind of was, it was before that. Like I've been very, like I had, <laughs> so i was known for many things in high school um we can get into some of them (laughs) uh, some of them maybe not ready for that one but uh but i uh had these pants i had black flared tight black flared pants but they had bright colored people called them flame pants but they weren't just flames there was like yin yang signs there was flames there was this Weird blob of color, and I loved them. Like I wore them all the time. I wore them under a jean skirt at one point because that's what we did in the nineties. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I uh, or I should say nineties, early two thousands, mm-hmm. end of end of nineties, early two thousands, and uh yeah, turn so of I, the century. Been...
0: That sounds very like nineteen hundred oh. to two thousand or nineteen whatever nineteen. I can't. <laughs> the other century, yeah, yeah eighteen hundred like to nineteen hundred. Lord,
1: that Why was that way sound... too hard
0: for my brain.
1: That sounds so like old-fashioned yes. words. Like it sounds turn of so the century, but like it, was. it was the turn of the century. Yeah, huh but yeah. So I've I've been like super ridiculous clothing. <laughs> stars i can remember like my friends in high school did i like, yep, like my friend dressed as me for halloween oh, once sweet. in mm-hmm. those pants because originally she was like a, i could be a hippie but then she just basically wore my clothes and she was just like never mind i'm just sarah and i was like okay <laughs> that works. um but i yeah, love it no, this is- personally Thank i love you. it it's just very joyful I- to me it is honestly yeah. i people so some people give me dirty looks of course but most people just kind of light up like mm-hmm. I I wear if I'm not in colorful pa- like I may look like I'm not colorful but I do have <sighs> I saw your sleeves mm-hmm. <laughs> they are rainbowed um, because
0: we're not gonna ha- have visual oh, in this yeah, conversation yeah. <laughs> but Sarah is wearing like a navy blue sweater but her sleeves are rainbow which yeah. but she also has the microphone okay. so.
1: yes um so and yeah no this is my oh yeah, the hair is <laughs> the, the most hair. rainbow. And the hair is is I I need a maybe fix it a bit. It's a bit it's a bit much today. Um, uh, but yeah, no, this is just in me. My whole life. I mean, I've gone through phases, but I definitely feel like I've um embraced it more since diagnosis. Yeah. I'm just like I don't yeah. care what people think. Like I've never yeah. I don't want to say I've never cared. People care about what people think no matter what they say, but like, it's I a really continuum don't how much you yeah. care. I think exactly. Yeah. As I, I, I get it's... older,
0: the less I care. Like just, because yeah. I don't know. I think it's a great way of sort of finding your people too. And I, I think when I was more insecure about who I was, it was harder to find my people. Cause I didn't know what person I was, you know, yeah. but as I know yeah. myself better, I'm like, Oh, well, if they think I'm weird, great. Let's just get it out of the way.
1: Right. And like, now I'm like, so I feel like when you first get out of school, you're so worried about things like, so yeah. speaking of words, professional, I hate the word, because it's like, you have to look professional. So I was always scared, like I got little okay. tattoos, because I was like, tattoos are not professional, don't dye your hair, crazy colors, because got to be professional. So I was always worried. And I even up until just before diagnosis, probably I was still kind of like, I do interviews for schools online Mm -hmm. because um, they're international schools and not in the country and their first impression of me Mm -hmm. I used to cover my tattoos because I was like I don't want them to know just in case but then I later I'd be like do I want to be hired by a school (laughs) to cover my tattoos like that doesn't even make sense but I feel like I I actually was looking at this the other day and that's why the word professional is like really in my head I had a I had chopped my hair off my last relationship, we broke up. I had, at the time, had bangs and half mint green hair or something. And I chopped my hair. I chopped my hair. I shaved the side. I have it now, but it was like straight and short. And this woman I worked with wrote on two different pictures. So these were two different memories from like a week apart. And she wrote something about this looks so much more professional sleek and no one likes the no one needs to have green hair or something like something about my green hair and both times talking about how professional I was and I was just like what how what what makes me less professional and I, I I say this now especially like how does my rainbow hair have anything to do with how professional I am or how good at my job I am like it's it's such a weird word to me because it's like or like even like clothing. It's like, okay, so I have patterned clothing, so I'm less professional. <laughs> like because it's not black pantsuit, suit. Like I don't know. I just <laughs> I've always found that <laughs> I've always found that word so weird. Like it's I It's very gatekeeping, obviously. Yeah. Right?
0: I mean I yeah. listening to you and what is not professional, obviously it's keeping certain people out. Some many because they can't afford the trappings of professionalism or because it's, they have to really clearly code switch in order to fit in. So we're forcing people to say, I'm going to leave this piece of myself behind in order to fit into this system.
1: Um, Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, there's, and it goes back to like, I I was just teaching a unit on cultural appropriation and mm -hmm. we were talking about that and just It goes back to like, well, why can't we do, why can't we braid our hair? Why can't we do this? And that was was deemed still in places unprofessional. It's unprofessional to braid your hair, but it's it's unprofessional if you don't. And they like, it's just, yeah, it's gatekeeping. Like, and you have to change yourself to fit in. And I just feel like I, I feel very privileged that I've been in a a Mm -hmm. position now where I like I can do this. I can, mm-hmm. I can come to work and look like this. And no one, no one's going to do anything. But at the same time, I've worked in places where um, So I worked in Vietnam. And my school, my students told me that one of the reasons that the owners didn't like me um, was because colorful clothing equals unintelligence. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was so confused in the moment because I'm like, what? How does my clothes they equate the colorful clothing, the colorful patterns of people who work outdoors, like mm-hmm. the laborers and stuff mm-hmm. like that? And it took me like a minute to be like, wait, what? And like for me, I'm like, how is that unintelligent? How is that unintelligent? But for them, it was a very class based system, mm-hmm. and like you, you just wouldn't see people um of higher class wearing colorful patterns and so the owners of the school were Vietnamese and yeah they did not like they're not like me they did not they they tried to tone me down I had to cover my tattoos I mean the men kind of did but not as much like cause tattoos are still not professional they're still associated with uh gangs and that kind of thing yeah but it was definitely worse for me than it was for the men because I also wore bright colored patterns mm-hmm. and yeah, I've just, I've just found it such a, a weird kind of, a, I guess a weird word because I still feel like I see dress codes at school. That's like smart, casual professional wear or something. And it's just like, what does that mean? It's like, what, well, how can they, you dress smart?
0: <laughs> well, then you see that on invitations and I'm always, we always make fun of those kinds of like, invitations, but I was going to say too, with, with dress codes, you know, obviously it's, we all know, well, anyone who's paying attention that women's bodies are regulated, their dress way right. more than men. And that, um, so whenever I even hear the phrase dress code, I get like a little bit nervous or heated up inside. Cause I just don't want to hear about some girl's spaghetti straps or <laughs> short shorts <laughs> because, it's interesting because it's evolved since I was in school and I feel like it's actually become more and more policing like spaghetti strap are you (laughs) what I I just find the whole thing so I I'm like just against stress codes because Mm -hmm. obviously the people who are enforced more regularly are people of color and women and and people who are gender fluid right we're trying to like force people into boxes and um so I I don't know if that's a word but when I hear dress code I just oh I it I it really is not good for me (laughs) it's no good news comes after dress code for me
1: do you know what my favorite is uh when I had to deal with this maybe recently um a little too recently not on my part but Student's part. I said, "What is wrong with the shoulder? If someone can answer me, what right. is wrong with a shoulder, then I will understand." And no one could. So, end of conversation. Right. <laughs> that was that was easy enough. It's provocative so- shoulder.
0: You know, you guys need to just learn how to not. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to get on a whole tangent of dress codes. So, um, <laughs> oh, I could
1: I could talk about that. Yeah, I'm sure part, as I've a teacher, especially.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, but yeah but do you anyways. do you have a list of words sarah because we talked before we started recording because sarah's process is still in process so we're not sure how this is going to end up materializing but it's going there's going to be words and there's going to be discussion around words so we thought we'd hear some yeah. of sarah's choices and then discuss a couple
1: so specifically i i like the the to deconstruct the words we identify with so um my name on instagram Kind of uh, evolved from that concept. "I am not the word" um, comes from Albert Korzycki's like uh, his whole thing about the word is not the thing. So we can't we can't be the thing. It's just a word. It's just a label. Um, And so my husband and I talk about that all the time. We both got tattoos that say "This is not a tattoo" to represent that concept. (laughs) And people are always like, "What? (laughs) Why? What?" but uh so that got me thinking and then i started writing and i started writing about this and so i I started listing all the words that i feel like i would be labeled as but i don't Mm -hmm. know if i quite fully fit what people consider that word to be so Mm -hmm. things like wife i have such a hard time with that one um because i never wanted to get married so Mm -hmm. the fact that i people say wife or whatever it's just weird to me um, and then my blog, I used to, my blog name and everything used to be The Life of a Solivigant, and it means Solitary Wanderer, and at literally a year into that, I met my now husband, <laughs> and I was like, oh man, it's <laughs> like, such a good, good word, um, <sighs> I like that word, and it's just like, is it any less true, just because I now have someone, mm. right, like it's just, it's such a fascinating concept, and then there's things like victim, Vegan, survivor, um, quitter, or, uh, even slut. I've done a lot of research on the word slut because in university, when I did my thesis, I was going to do my whole thesis about, um, slut shaming and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I ended up going in a more, uh, the realm of heteronormativity, um, and that kind of, uh, perspective, but, I've always been fascinated by the concept of, of what or, or sensitive sensitive is another one where I feel like I grew up thinking this is a bad thing. Um, and so I have such, uh, negative connotations with it when it shouldn't be, um, uh, things like sober, um, uh, what else? Uh, I think it's interesting
0: average. listening to your words to average and normal are great ones. Um, it's oftentimes the words, um, it's the repetitive use of the words, I think, especially when we're children and the tone of voice that is used with the words that um, can't like sensitive can, it's an insult because we're very good mm-hmm. at perceiving context and intent um, yeah. that almost any word can become a negative. Um, But obviously, Mm -hmm. societally, there are certain ones that because I've always been interested in like the two groupings of words that really interest the three, like bitch, whore, slut. Those are all really I mean, and the list is is really long. um, The words that are in that group, and then um, average, normal, ordinary. I think I find those really interesting. And then obviously survivor, victim, because I have not found a place to land there with a word that um, I just use survivor, even though I understand that um, not everyone survives. And, and I think that is such an important thing. And I, I do think it's part of this larger conversation that is, uh, in my opinion, really just starting to happen about the cost of being a victim and a survivor the cost that it it, t- it takes from you and that the perpetrator people are always very concerned with how that person is having to deal with the consequences of their actions and not so much concerned with the victim or the survivor um yeah. and i think the language does still pl- is still in that sphere right like and i that's my issue with survivor as that it feels a little bit like i'm getting a gold star. Like yay, you know, you're a survivor. And and the reality yeah. is is that in order to survive you have to make or i did. I had to make something of it. Like i, I couldn't just ignore what happened. That's yeah. not really an option. Um but it still would have been great if it had never happened. Yeah. You know, you're, yeah. you are living with cancer and mm-hmm. you are alive. So you've survived, but like, you'd still probably yeah. rather have never had cancer.
1: Yeah. I said that literally today. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um,
0: and there's yeah. something about survivor that feels a little bit like, oh, I've, I've really triumphed and, and you, ha- and uh, you have I mean, I have, but also like, yeah. skip it all,
1: <laughs> you yeah, know, Yeah, I just. I feel like it's one of those words where, like, obviously, there's similarities to how we use it, um, me and you specifically, but there's also clear differences. But it's one of those things. So in the cancer community, you're technically a survivor as soon as you know you have cancer. Mm -hmm. Like, as soon as you're diagnosed, you're surviving with cancer. And, like, I'm in remission and have been for... don't know my cancerversary my diagnosis date was like three years ago so almost three years um I would say and but I have stage four cancer friends who don't feel comfortable using that word because yeah they're surviving but they still have like active cancer and yeah yeah, it's it's a it's a tricky one because I still feel weird saying it like I feel like like you said for you, like, you may have done, I feel like I've done nothing. Like, I don't feel like I deserve this like praise. Like, hey, you're a survivor. You're so strong. Sat in the chemo chair. I mean, I know I did stuff. Like, I know.
0: I think I know you did stuff more than that. For what it's worth. I think for me, it's about just talking about it. Like in both yeah. of these realms, so yeah. much of it is just helping people feel less alone. Like that, it feels like my primary, obviously also myself, like there's a piece of me that is healed by being in community with other people who've experienced surviving, even with you, even though it's a different type of surviving, like just having these conversations. So I think you've done a lot because you are just talking about it and what it is like to live with cancer and not in this like. Beating it, winning—you yeah. know that whole, all of that language. Because I, I just feel like that doesn't serve anyone, and I, so I don't love all that beating and winning. And yeah. I, I think you could say that about sexual assault and rape. And so I think yeah. that's why I have a little bit of ickiness around survivor too, as if I like knocked it out,
1: yeah. and now
0: I'm like on top of the world, like I've won.
1: I, serve- yeah. it's like, uh no, yeah. <laughs> <No. laughs> It's like, yeah, like sometimes I guess I feel like that, but I I don't know. I just, well, language, like the whole beating, Mm -hmm. fighting, the warrior, all the war metaphors just drag me up the wall. And I never noticed until I was the one they were saying it to, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. I probably told people, you're so strong. Like you're going to beat this. And then when people say it to me, I'm like, ugh, please stop saying that. Like I just, I, I, and I know people mean the best. Don't get me wrong. I, no, I, I know hate, that. I know I that as women. well.
0: When people tell me I'm yeah. strong or inspiring or brave, yeah. and it's... and I mean that's nice. I, I'm not going to say, but it feels very yeah. uh, removed from me.
1: Yeah, me too. I I feel honestly, it's going to sound maybe bad maybe not um but i feel like when so in the cancer community i don't know who came up with this and i i want to say it's my friend chelsea who runs an amazing uh an account with like art and stuff but she she always calls them cancer muggles so anyone who has not had cancer is a cancer muggle (laughs) and i feel like when they Um, say stuff like you're so inspiring all i could think of is oh my god thank god i don't have cancer um that's how they feel. Like that's that's why I'm inspiring because oh my god, you go through it. Um but if someone who has cancer, like I get messages every so yeah. often from random people who are just like, Thank you so much for sharing that you're going through this. Uh it's so inspiring, especially like now that I'm somewhat living my life outside yeah. of on the other side of it and like yeah. still doing like teaching abroad and all that stuff. People are always like I seeing that makes me inspired. Well, that to me is what you were just like, what you were saying, the connection with the community. That's when the inspiring language. That's true. That's
0: very true, Sarah. I would agree with that as well. When it's someone saying it to me, like they are healing too. And seeing how much healing I've done helps them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know what the word is for that, but the difference is like they're othering you or not. I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, like oh, that exactly happened is. to
0: you, eek. <laughs> I'm ugh. you know, not gross, yeah. sometimes gross, but you know, like I yeah, it's it's the othering as opposed to the like we're kind of all in this together. So thank you for yeah. sharing the piece, what you feels real to you to share. So I, I think that yeah. that is such an important I, distinction because I get nervous because we've all had these comments given to you know especially around grief because yeah. you just like want to yeah. tell someone I see you like you're yeah. not alone not and it's gonna get better it's gonna you know none yeah. of that like fuck that you know I just am like yeah. I wish there was some <laughs> language for I guess I could just say I see you but that seems real creepy sometimes so you can't just say that you know it's yeah. hard with comments this is me it typing. is it is it is really
1: hard because I feel like I, I agree. I see you as one of those things uh, that you can, right? Yeah. But it depends on who <laughs> yeah. the other person is and how yeah. they kind of feel with it. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I do. I feel like it's, it's good to be seen. Like it yeah. is, like it is, it feels, but once again, within context, I think context is important. Like who is mm. saying it and who is, uh, who understands it. I just I think there's there's such a an an othering it is it's othering it's it's the removal of yourself and I just feel like um once again I think people mean well and I hate it because I I make fun of stuff like the whole war metaphors and stuff and I don't I don't have any I don't feel any ill will I know people are good intentions but it's still it's it doesn't feel good like on Mm -hmm. my side of things like I've kind of gotten to a point where it doesn't feel anything like a really cool thing. Um, uh,
0: yeah, that's sort of where I'm at as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but it used to be like, oh,
0: shut up. Well, because you were in the trenches. Um, yeah. See yeah, what I did there? Because
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a warrior I, and I'm a soldier. <laughs> it was right. You
0: know. Um, and I was gonna say, oh, when you were saying all that too, I had a thought that's gone, but like it's also the um, oh well. I don't know. It was really good though. The thought, because as you were talking about all that, I think it's, yeah, it's the othering and it's also the wanting, some people are just saying the thing to say it. Yeah. And yeah. you can kind of feel them like, this is the thing I say when people are going, like they almost have like a, you know, card that's like in this circumstance say You're strong. What a warrior in this circumstance, you know, and, and it's weird because I think oftentimes we can feel intent even with, even if some two people are saying the same thing. And I think that to me is a really fascinating problem question. And, and oftentimes if I feel something very vulnerable has been shared and I want to comment, I private message the person or I text them because, you know, no one's really having a conversation in comments. I know this is, we're talking about social media, but that's how we met. And I think a lot of people share content on there or in emotions. And if it's really vulnerable and I have a relationship with somebody, I'm going to be like, Hey, are you okay? What's going on? Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I think it's really interesting how some things feel canned. That's kind of what I'm saying with the warrior, the fighting that, you know,
1: I do. I think we have a script. I think we have a yeah. script for everything. So it's not yeah. just cancer, but like, I feel like we're supposed to say this, this, and this. And, yeah. and it's interesting because one of the things that comes along with it is people feel like, okay, I've said this already. I'm done. So <laughs> yeah. like, um yeah. that's all I have to say. Right. And I was talking to a friend about this kind of recently because I have a uh, an, an Instagram friend who whose husband recently um passed away, he had a brain tumor. They okay. it was like very sudden. Um and we were talking about um what we call in the cancer community is uh brief tourists and mm-hmm. the people who just who come and they say what they're supposed to say and then they just watch to see your like how your life unfolds. So for her it's like now a a widow um which be that young and be a widow is just terrifying to me um but then also for me like I feel like I have friends who have barely reached out to me and they're just like watching in the side just like as I went through everything and like Mm -hmm. these are people who I was close with and now yeah they're just become tourists in my life who just Mm -hmm. kind of are here to look and see and that kind of thing but they they said their thing you're strong you'll get through this and um, you've got yeah. this, you got, this is another one that was, I don't, it's such, a, it's such a, yeah,
0: like, it, to me it's like up top, you like, got this. Um, yeah, Yeah. well, that's really interesting. I, it's interesting because I do think there is the person too, who doesn't know what to say, you know, and I try to confront that piece of myself when I, I feel that and just yeah. say something anyway, you know, yeah. like. But it's, I think it's because I've been on the receiving end so many times of people being afraid of saying the wrong thing. And most people, and so I do want to sort of say this, even though we are kind of poking fun at certain things, (laughs) it's, it doesn't like hurt me, you know, it's fine to say something. And I have to remind myself of that, like, because my brother died when I was 10 and it's something that I kind of just didn't deal with for a sure. number of reasons because I was a sibling and siblings don't really nobody kind of gives them the attention they might need. I had other brothers yeah. so there was sort of this idea that I had more so what's the big deal? Uh they he was my half sibling so there was a lot of conversation about he's not really your brother. You know, there were all these ways to minimize what I was experiencing. And yeah. I haven't until very recently when I started being in community with other people who've lost siblings really start to think and talk about how it affected my life. And in yeah. those conversations, we all talk about things that are said, right? Because when you, someone dies in your life, certain things are set. Mm-hmm. And most of them are coming from a really good place. And people just have a, a difficult time being faced with mortality. They just yeah. don't know. Um, So I did appreciate people who said something. Um, but I, I will say, and this may be a one for you, but God has a plan is like just no, it's a no go for me. Yeah,
1: no, mm-hmm. don't say it. Mm-mm.
0: I'm sorry. You yeah. can just always say I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. that's
1: it. That's <laughs> like I'm sorry one. is a really is a go to.
0: I'm sorry. This is heartbreaking.
1: Yeah.
0: You know. Yeah. Um, but the 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 things that that have bothered me over the course of my life are the things that minimize. Mm-hmm. So I sure. always try not to do that. Even though there is, still is that part of me that wants to be like, "Oh, it's not going to be that bad because I would like it to not be that bad," right? Because I care for this yeah. person and I would like it to be smaller than it seems to be. Yeah. But it's not. And so those so it's been important to me to 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 grapple with my own experiences and what has helped me. And it's just like going back to the being seen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Not God has a plan. There's more angels. Like fuck off. <laughs>
1: yeah. Or my my <laughs> least favorite is everything happens for a reason.
0: Yes. Yes, I really so like, also. Okay, that. there's a
1: reason I have cancer. Like really, like, what what reason could that possibly be? I just. No, and I was raised with one, that, that
0: big time, Sarah, like that was oh, the God. organizing principle of my life growing up, everything happens for a reason. And so you get into a lot of really intense mind games, right? So this yeah. happened to you, so you could share your experience, so you could help other people, you know, it's just like, okay, but maybe just it never happened. And then that would also be great, better. Yeah. Yeah, everything happens for a reason. That's a big, that's a, I'm glad you brought that up. It's adjacent to God has a plan, but it's a, it's, um,
1: it's a less, uh, religious one. Like it's basically the same thing. God has a plan, everything happens for a reason. It's just, no, something's just so. This is why language, yeah, this whole (laughs) language is so important though. Like people don't think it through. And I get that. Not everyone analyzes my like, much. And I I fully how fully dare they? that.
0: Uh,
1: just, I don't know how people go through life like that, but I know it happens. Um, but it's just I don't know. I like you said, it is it is to me. It's better to say something. Um, the people who haven't said stuff to me are the people that, that stick out in my mind. Not the people who said you're strong, you're a warrior, right. or whatever. Right. Like it's those people who didn't reach out at all or haven't um so yeah it is like as much as I make fun of it or say like whatever yeah none of nothing has hurt me that people have said um aside from someone who told me it didn't hurt well it hurt when people told me I shouldn't eat sugar I was like no (laughs) yeah that's an (laughs) interesting one too when people Um, police
0: your body for you
1: uh, as a as a means of helping you Mm -hmm. oh I was told don't don't do chemo. You should put chlorine in your water. Oh God, That's no! Cool. <laughs> Sorry. That's oh great no. advice. I'll tell
0: my doctor. Um, I've known a lot of people like that, Sarah. That's why I'm having such a visceral reaction. Like, uh, and and they've died. Some of these people because of their views on things. And it's just like, you know, obviously there's alternative therapies, and I've used yeah. many of them, but they have a
1: place in and conjunction. Yes. Like, I was taking CBD oil while doing chemo or doing acupuncture while you're
0: doing chemo, you know, like a lot of people do that for recovery, but yeah, this, it's really interesting that, that it comes from that same place. I think that like, this isn't as big of a deal as it seems to be. Let me make it smaller. Drink chlorine. (laughs) You don't need chemo.
1: Just drink drink some chlorine. Mm -hmm. Of course. And it's just, It's so funny to me. I just feel like people think differently. (laughs) Like they just—they do. I would analyze. Like I even like when my friend's husband just passed away. I like sat there and like, what do I say? I know. I I have been through cancer. I should not say the wrong thing, but I'm sure I still did because (laughs) it's never the right thing. It's It's so hard. Never, you're never gonna make someone feel better. Like that's that's the other thing, right? You'll never do it. Like, That's there's right. no words that'll make it okay that right. someone has been sexually assaulted, or right. has cancer, or has their husband death. Like, nothing you say is gonna help. So, I'm sorry. This is heartbreaking. Yeah. Fuck cancer, cancer right. stuff. <laughs> like anything. Like it's. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing. That's the, the one thing I tell people. Some like I try yes. to tell people. I feel like I'm gonna write about this. Now yes. that I have all these thoughts in my head, but like. You can't, there's nothing you say that's going to make things better. And there's I think that is there. so
0: liberating, Sarah, actually like yeah. saying, cause I've had that, I've had that conversation too. And then I forget like no comment or email or text or phone call or anything is going to make that person come back to life or give you back your innocence or have you yeah. be cancer free and also not even cancer free, but not have had cancer, you know, like yeah, exactly. not have had the experience. Um, yeah. So that is, because I think we, some of us internalize that pressure, right? Like, what am I going to yeah. be able to say? Nothing, nothing. Give yourself a break. <laughs> yeah.
1: You're just Literally saying you're here. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's, and I, like, I, it's funny because I do, I think I've even posted about like what you can say instead of saying this, mm-hmm. maybe I know like I think other, have. other friends. Have, or you've like, at least reposted is.
0: it so, or it's because I've yeah, seen it like, on your account for sure.
1: There's definitely things you could say instead of saying things like everything happens for a reason, but yeah. in the end, the people going through shit, which is everybody, let's be honest, don't <laughs> go through shit. <laughs> like who doesn't? But like they just they want to be seen and they want to be heard, and yeah. like just just being there, just in any way. I mean, or and but also like listening. So like when I say like. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you, but I can't. Like you said, don't say chill or like whatever <laughs> your boundaries are. Like I've had to tell family members mm-hmm. stop messaging me because it's like having a message as first thing when I wake up every morning. When I was going through treatment, it wasn't helpful to me. It That's just made me think for the because like mm-hmm. so I know my my family meant well, but it was like the same message every morning, and it's like it was a heart or something, and intentions great intentions I I I don't fault them for this but it was like when I woke up every morning I had a split second where I forgot that I mm-hmm. can't and then I would open my phone and it's like oh only reason they're sending this to you is because you have cancer <laughs> I mean, it's just like it's the intentions no longer matter because it was making me feel like crap as opposed yeah. to making me feel better and so I think that it's great to be there and you, you will not say the right thing just knowing that. But also being open to if someone says that doesn't work for me, like yeah. I don't like that word or I don't like that emoji. Um, it's just being open to changing your language or changing uh, how you approach things with that feedback, I think is what's really important. And I think that a lot of us have a hard time with explaining how language matters to us and how um it can affect us because yeah we're just too sensitive <laughs> and we need yeah. to just get over it. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just think it it's so hard because we live in a society where people are so divided on things and like, oh we're so offended at everything nowadays. So it's like do you bother saying something if it really doesn't really work for you? And mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it depends on the person, depends on what's being said and how often and all that. But yeah, it's just,
0: uh, I don't know. And I think it takes a certain level of awareness or sensitivity or whatever word you want to use to even know that it's bothering you. And I think that's another hurdle. It's like, I'm far enough along in something, (laughs) healing, life, relationships, community that I knew that was bothering me where 20 years ago, I might've just felt the feelings, but had no idea what they're connected to. And so, you know, it's, it's definitely a continuum. So um, again, I could talk to you forever about these things because (laughs) these are the kind of things I think about a fair amount. Um, Especially, I think social media has increased the way that we question the use of language because certain words take on more weight than they used to and certain things do get recycled. So then it's trying to try to like pull that apart and examine it. So I I think I think language is so important and it is weaponized, right? There are there are words that are co-opted and um weaponized and it helps to be aware of the words we're hearing and the words we're using and and the, and the power they have, because words, I know it's, people say it, but it's true. Words have power.
1: They do. They do. I just, I think people forget that sometimes when, especially when we're privileged and we can get away with not worrying about if we're called a word that's bad, um, or what have you, because it's so easy to be like, it doesn't matter, but then it, it, when you're in that situation where it is, affecting you for whatever reason trying to explain that to someone who could never understand it is just that's where we become divided because it's like ah oh, how could how could a word affect you this bad and it's like right never had a word affect you like even when we're little kids sticks and stones may break my bones but words never hurt me that's what we learned right like mm-hmm. words can't hurt us but i think we've all at some point had a word thrown at us that hurt us in
0: some way yeah Mm. and verbal abuse is abuse and i I, and i think that you know it's just also a larger conversation about how we take certain forms of abuse more seriously than others and verbal abuse is oftentimes sort of shunted to the bottom it's just words Um, but they shape if people i just read this recently if people tell you a lie about yourself enough you start to tell yourself the lie and yeah. that shapes your experience that shapes who you are that shapes your experience in the world and it takes a long time to undo that so I yeah. I think it's worth the time so thank you Sarah for this I can't wait to thank see you. where this all leads and we're just gonna you know take a pace that is comfortable so we'll release this episode and then we'll release more in the future when it happens when it's fun and enjoyable so sarah if people want to follow you or find you on the internet where would they go
1: um so you can find me on instagram my handle is i am not the word um basically i am not the word on everything yeah (laughs) Um, i I think it's my twitter handle is that gonna be the name of your podcast i am thinking actually yeah Yeah. it seems like a natural. thing continuum it it works yeah so everything's i'm not the word i mean i i don't really use tiktok and all that stuff oh gosh no it's a bridge too far (laughs) yeah no instagram's enough for me yeah me too yeah okay um well thank you for everyone who tuned in
0: we appreciate you choosing to spend your time with us because we know you have lots of other options and think about words And if you have words you want to hear discussed or you would like to discuss, you know, reach out to us and let us know because we're interested.
1: So thank you, everyone. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you.